Welcome, Reverend Billy here. This is Earth Riot Radio in lovely downtown Brooklyn, New York, the site of the Church of Stop Shopping. Oh, do we have an announcement for you today. This is going to, woo, you ready? This is going to turn your holidays upside down. You ready? You sitting down? We together, working together, we will, we can do this, we will, you ready? Cancel Christmas! Yes! Cancel Christmas! Cancel Christmas! It's time for Happy Earth Mass! That's it! Happy Earth Mass! Earth Mass! Earth Mass! Happy Earth Mass! Not easy to say. Doesn't trip off the tongue perfectly, but we're gonna work on it. Somebody once said, don't take the Christ out of Christmas. Well, we're not doing that. We're doing something else. We're refusing to take the life out of the earth. Fossil Christmas products, no. Plastics, carbon-heavy shipping, packaging, no. All that marketing and the toxic waste, the trillions of tons of CO2, no. Christmas with the Fox News idea of what Christ was is pushing the death wave of consumerism to record levels. This fall, this, this holiday season, we're in trouble. We seem to be ready to commit a massacre. I'm not exaggerating. Mass mortality when you intend it. And we would be intending it if we continued to buy, 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 buy. Because we know better now. The science is in. It's been in decades ago. Victims of Christmas excess in the global south especially are not so obvious to us. But we should know what's happening to us now too. Hurricane Ida just came to New York, killed 50 people really quickly. Big waves throwing the trucks off the highways. It's everywhere now. It's in you. It's in my body. It's here. Cancel Christmas. Let's, let's stop this. Stop this. We have our loved ones. We have the love and we, we know, we know with this love, we don't have to buy a gift to give a gift. Earthalooya.
as fall turns to winter across this nation, many millions will converge on centers of worship, large and small, to celebrate and give thanks to a familiar God. He tells us to buy now and pay later. He tempts us with promises of endless credit as he leads us down the path to eternal debt. Tis the season to be shopping. There's just one more thing you have to do before the end of the year, and that is shop yourself silly. People were saying, you know, look, we can't just let the terrorists win and just stay home. Millions of Americans are hitting the stores. Tradition on this Black Friday is get out and shop until you drop. We used to be a nation of producers and are now a nation of consumers. American stores could already fit every man, woman, and child in North America, South America, and Europe inside them at one time. We have to have that or it won't be a happy holiday. For the first time since the Great Depression, our household personal savings rate is below zero, and 60% of us are in long-term debt on our credit cards. We now spend under one hour a week in religious or spiritual time, and over five hours a week shopping. Over 15 million Americans may be clinically addicted to it. People saw that there is very limited supply and they were behaving like animals. Mm. I just like to say, as I always say, sometimes I enjoy my diamond ring much more than I enjoy my husband. If you feed something that she doesn't like, she said, oh, mommy, I don't like farts. She actually goes potty. You know people will run over a pregnant woman to get to the item they want. There is no, no surprise there. Three quarters of us view Christmas with more dread than anticipation. Yet we'll spend half a trillion dollars on Christmas this year and create five million tons of extra waste. Some say it's all gotten out of control. The Church of Stop Shopping is planning what it calls a shopocalypse tour. Drive the demons out of those cash registers. Reverend Billy, uh, what is the mission? What is it you're trying to tell people? We're trying to get them to slow down their consumption, amen. We're, we're addicted and we're conflicted. We're hypnotized, consumerized. How do you sustain a democratic hope in bleak times? Probably the most sublime feature, morally sublime feature of the species is that no matter how pervasive the domination is, it tends not to completely suffocate love, tenderness, struggles for justice, fighting for the poor, fighting for the vulnerable. The sparks of love of truth, the sparks of the love of justice, the sparks of the love of beauty, the sparks of the love of something bigger than oneself. There's something about the attempt to intervene and turn us around into our best. The shaking of we sleepwalkers into modes of awakening. So we become not just 
aware of others' suffering, but we identify with that suffering enough to want to do something about it. The history of the species at its best has to do with those who are willing to risk much, sometimes risking it all, to exemplify the grandest ideals. You have to try to ascend up the stairs to be a higher self, given the self that you are at the moment, and try to rely on that higher self and not that established self in place. from the natural world, I'm Savitri D. A new study has found that radioactive contamination migrated from the Santa Susana Field Laboratory site during the 2018 Woolsey Fire into Simi Valley, Thousand Oaks, and other neighboring communities outside Los Angeles County in California. The 2,850-acre site outside Simi Valley, which served as a premier research facility for the U.S. during the Cold War, experienced a partial nuclear meltdown in 1959 when it was the Rocketdyne Atomics International Rocket Engine and Nuclear Facility. It also experienced other chemical and radioactive contamination over the years. Its cleanup has been long delayed. The study examined 360 samples of household dust, surface soils, and ash from 150 homes and other locations such as parks and trails collected after the fire. Some ashes and dust collected from the Woolsey Fire Zone in the fire's immediate aftermath contained high activities of radioactive isotopes. There are 120,000 locations around the U.S. where people may be exposed to a class of toxic forever chemicals associated with various cancers and other health problems. That is a frightening tally, four times larger than previously reported, according to data obtained by The Guardian. The list of facilities makes it clear that virtually no part of America appears free from the potential risk of air and water contamination with the chemicals known as PER and polyfluoroalkali substances, or PFAs. Colorado tops the EPA list with an estimated 21,400 facilities, followed by California's 13,000 sites and Oklahoma with just under 12,000. The facilities on the list represent dozens of industrial sectors, including oil and gas work, mining, chemical manufacturing, plastics, waste management, and landfill operations. Airports, fire training facilities, and some military-related sites are also included. Population density and long-term exposure to air pollution influenced the speed at which COVID-19 spread through metropolitan areas, research finds. During the first wave of COVID-19 in the United States, African Americans made up 47% of the population in St. Louis, Missouri, but nearly three-quarters of COVID-19 cases. New research analyzes disparities in socioeconomic, environmental, and lung health factors to determine how they contributed to RO, the rapidity at which COVID-19 spread through 12 metropolitan areas. Researchers found just two factors had an overwhelming influence on RO population density, and long-term exposure to air pollution. These two factors disproportionately affect communities with more minority residents. Unseasonably heavy rainfall has destroyed crops, washed away bridges, and killed dozens of people across India and Nepal in a reminder of the devastation caused by a changing climate. 
The death toll continued to rise this week as landslides and flooding damaged homes and stranded thousands of tourists flocking to vacation spots and pilgrimage sites during Hinduism's festive season, which coincides with the fall harvest. In the northern Indian state of Uttarakhand, days of heavy rainfall in one place the most since 1897 killed at least 46 people and left hundreds more stranded in hillside resorts with flooded lakes swamping roads. More than 40 people in Kerala drowned or were killed in the recent landslides and floods. In Nepal, at least 50 people have died and rice paddies were completely destroyed by the surprise October monsoon. Plans for fossil fuel production on the books already around the world are twice the level necessary to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, according to a report released Wednesday by the United Nations Environment Program. The ability to detect and react to the smell of a potential threat is a precondition of our and other mammals' survival. Using a novel technique, researchers have been able to study what happens in the brain when the central nervous system judges a smell to represent danger. The study indicates that negative smells associated with unpleasantness or unease are processed earlier than positive smells and trigger a physical avoidance response. At the root of global climate change and the worldwide plastics problem are two related carbon-based fuels, oil and natural gas. Not only are the two among the key drivers of climate change, they are instrumental in the manufacturing of plastics. As storms intensify and become more frequent, the movement of trash from land to our oceans and vice versa is only going to get worse. An international team of researchers are examining an often overlooked phenomenon, the compounding effect of climate change and plastics. The team has identified three significant ways in which the climate crisis and plastics pollution are connected, with the first being how plastic contributes to global greenhouse gases from production through disposal. The second demonstrates how extreme weather, like hurricanes and floods, will disperse and worsen pollution. The third is the effect that climate change and plastics pollution can have on marine species and ecosystems that are vulnerable to both. While analyzing some of the world's oldest colored gemstones, researchers discovered carbon residue that was once ancient life encased in a 2.5 billion year old ruby. During geological research in Greenland, which contains the oldest known deposits of rubies in the world, the team found a ruby sample that contained graphite, a mineral made of pure carbon. Analysis of this carbon indicates that it is a remnant of early life. Scientists discovered that this graphite not only links the gemstone to ancient life, but was also likely necessary for this ruby to exist at all. The graphite changed the chemistry of the surrounding rocks to create favorable conditions for ruby growth. Without it, the team's models showed it would not have been possible to form rubies in this location. To fully grasp and plan for climate impacts under any scenario, researchers and policymakers must look well beyond the 2100 benchmark. Unless CO2 emissions drop significantly, global warming by 2500 will make the Amazon barren, the American Midwest tropical, and India too hot to live in, according to a team of international scientists. The scientists ran global climate model projections based on time-dependent projections of atmospheric greenhouse gas concentrations for low, medium, and high mitigation scenarios up to the year 2500. Their findings, published in Global Change Biology, reveal an Earth that is alien to humans. 
Global philanthropic spending to help halt climate change grew last year, but still remains less than 2% of all giving worldwide, according to a new report from the Climate Works Foundation. Physicists at Case Western Reserve University and Tufts University say they've changed the shape of a flat liquid crystal surface without applying any local stimulus, essentially remotely altering its physical appearance without touching it. That is something that scientists have never done before, the researchers said. In doing so, they defied the gravitational force that ordinarily would cause a level plane to occur where liquid and surrounding air meet. Imagine what happens when you put your hand in water and then remove it. The water shape shifts. Now imagine that without the hand. Future applications could lead to improvements in microchips and even the development of fluid microscopic tools that could perform repairs less invasively, flowing back into their original shape after use. And now, the sounds of extinction. Migration. As temperatures rise in northern regions, migrating species are seeing less benefit from migrating north for the summer months, according to scientists who reviewed 25 recent studies. In the warm months, birds, mammals, and insects head north to access food, escape predators, and avoid diseases made worse by summer heat. But with climate change, many species are seeing shrinking food supplies and encountering new parasites and pathogens in the Arctic. This has stunted reproduction and increased mortality among migrating species. Lemmings and voles used to be the main food source for predators such as foxes in the Arctic. However, the milder winters can cause rain to fall on snow and then refreeze, preventing the lemmings from reaching their food, said Wojtek Kubelka, a biologist at the Global Change Research Institute in the Czech Republic and lead author of the study. With fewer lemmings and voles to feed on, foxes eat the eggs and chicks of migratory birds instead. Bats, caribou, saiga antelope, and monarch butterflies number among the hundreds of species that travel more than 1,000 kilometers each year to reach northern breeding grounds. The cost in time and energy has historically been rewarded with more food and greater safety. But that is no longer the case for many species, the study shows. While some may head even further north to compensate, risks loom for many species that are hardwired to migrate, even as it becomes unsafe to do so. These findings are alarming. We have lived with the notion that northern breeding grounds represent safe harbors for migratory animals, Kubelka said. On the contrary, numerous Arctic and north temperate sites may now represent ecological traps or even worse, degraded environments for diverse migratory animals, including shorebirds, caribou, or butterflies. And now, the sound of migration.
shopping list. The neighbors fade into the super mall. The super mall. The oceans rise, but I, I must buy it all. Shapocalypse. Oh, oh. Shapocalypse. It ain't the blues, it ain't the blues, it's not that I'm down, that's not the problem, it ain't the blues, it ain't the blues, it's that damn convenience. Will we drive fast all night, all night, to the wilderness, to the wilderness? Will we die fright when the logos hiss? When we go home? Break in our own front door, our own door. The TV stops to hear, hear the insides roar. Oh, See the bold new expression of sporty style. Want to give up strong tasting cigarettes? The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Billy again, and we're coming to the end now of our Earth service. Canceling a false Christmas, we are then free. We don't have to route our intimacy through the conditions of corporations. Why do wealthy people tax our emotions? Why do we let them? A second false Christmas has been manufactured to make money and it has replaced the original idea, which is a beautiful idea. The celebration of the winter solstice. A celebration of the earth. That nativity scene with the, with the new child who resists the murderous king and the angels above the hills with their trumpets and the shepherds and the, all the animals standing in the stables staring at the birth 
Animals understand what being born is. It's a nature story. So how do the corporations come to own the virgin birth? It doesn't have to continue. We can walk away from that Christmas. For one thing, the Christian capitalist extremists, they're good Christians and I suppose they're good people that make money, but the bad ones, they, have, they, they come down on us like fundamentalists and they have fossil consumption rising and rising and rising every year that they control Christmas. And they turn us into a monoculture. We start becoming the same because we're opening the same gifts. They're, they're manufactured in factories, in sweatshops, miles and miles away, thousands of miles away, and they come here with internal combustion engines, and the fossil fuel just goes into the atmosphere every step of the way, that old Christmas. Yes, we get the same personalities from having mass consumption, but also they make us afraid of the same things. You see that with, with what happened January 6th. Those people are afraid of the same things, and they're reciting the same words to be afraid of the same things. They're afraid of good people. You know, they're afraid of uh, medicine that will help them. They're afraid of, they're afraid of, 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 of anything that comes from a certain direction. They don't think they control it. And then they give their faith to the super wealthy. That fear, we don't need it. What's the cure? The cure to that fear is for instance, celebrating the winter solstice, celebrating this, this holiday that all religions and all cultures have towards the end of the year, celebrating it directly with real love where you can look into the eyes and you can share stories and you can touch and you can walk with the people that you're giving gifts to and receiving gifts from. And when we have that direct relationship, we have a direct relationship to the earth, to the earth, to the, to the ancestors and to the children of the children of the children that are in the future. We have an expanse before us, a landscape of love that goes out from us. We have all of that when we leave the corporate Christmas and walk toward the holiday of the earth. Are you with me? Amen. I just want to thank all the people that have contributed to this, to this wonderful earth service the wildebeests and the mockingbirds, Savitri D and the fiery eagles of justice who, who sang that song that just preceded this sermon of mine, and the Stop Shopping Choir that sang the Stop Shopping song, the Apocalypse song after my welcoming uh, remarks at the very beginning. And Cornell West, a great teacher, reach out and say hello to a new radio friendship partnership, WOJB. Hayward, Wisconsin. I got to know them through our work with Line 3, walking in the prayer walks along the state highways with the indigenous grandmothers from the RISE Coalition uh, when they were walking towards the State House in St. Paul. We uh, want to thank Neil Young and Daryl Hanna. We want to thank uh, the many people that support us, Pantheon Podcasts, Savitri D with your news from the natural world and your sounds of extinction and all the people that have that have contributed from our community here we will pursue this new holiday together Earthalia <laughs> <laughs>